Welcome to Nocturnal Journal. Thanks, Ro. That's a little tribute to uh, the late Dr. John, who passed away this week uh, at age 77 in New Orleans. I read he was living on Lake Pontchartrain. So thanks, Ro. That should be the, the name of our show, Right Place, Wrong Time. <laughs> so uh, we got a nice show tonight. Uh, in the 10 o'clock hour, we have live rock and roll from Ethel Shank, uh, live in our studio. They've got a full band tonight, so that'll be worth checking out. 9.30 to 10, we're going to talk to Larry Marion, director of the Bob Bonus Archive, and we're going to get a deep dig into the Rolling Stones at Chess, an exhibit that opened up this week at the Blues Heaven Foundation at 2120 uh, South Michigan, the old Chess Studios. And leading off the show is our dear friend Emmett Broderick of the Kane County Cougars. We were just talking. We've known each other for for. At least 20 years. Yeah. Disclaimer, I, I do a little baseball column for you. Yes, I've yes. done. It's just a labor of love. Yes, I just love doing it. It's a, a sense of loyalty. And I just I just so I want to set some light on the Cougars. Um, I want to set this up. I want you to talk about what the Cougars are about. But I remember when the I covered the press conference when the Cougars were announced. And people talked about, right now I think the Chicago area is a mecca for minor league baseball. But back when the Cougars started, there was nothing around. And people said, hey, this isn't going to work. Yeah. Minor league baseball. So talk about a little bit of the history of, of the Cougars. Oh, my gosh. Uh, they, they come from uh, Wausau, Wisconsin. Uh, we started here in, what, 91? And I started with the team in 99. And what was your role when you started? Uh, graphic design okay. and, and marketing. Okay. Yeah. So that was just when we started getting um, into the internet and things like that. There was no, you know, podcasts or anything like that. But, you know, we've had some, you know, a, a, a lot of good players come through this this uh, organization. So well, yeah. Let's talk. Uh, I mean, let's talk about the affiliates. So yeah. uh, we were just doing this in the green room, but I know you. When I, Baltimore was the first one, yeah. then was Florida next. Florida, yep, and then Oakland, and then Kansas City, and then it was uh, the Cubs. The Cubs. Now right. it's Arizona. Now it's Arizona. Correct. And I do want to throw out some names of the people that uh, came through. But how, to tell the listeners who may not be familiar how an affiliate works. Oh well, we we go into a contract a player development contract with a major league baseball team uh we're we're the o the only um affiliated baseball within the chicago area yeah um and uh it's i kind of look at it as as like baseball college you know we're at we're at the single a level but you you can go to obviously double a and triple a uh, uh and then you know on your way to the majors so, um, but the contract, they can sign a minimum two-year contract. Some teams will sign four and six, depending on how the business is. And that's what it is, really. It's the business of baseball. And you, you, have, to, you have to gel really well with the team. You know, you, you have to, with the front office it, it, and with the grounds crew and everybody involved with putting this product on the field, you really have to be, you know, in, in sync with them and, and, and cooperate give and take, all that stuff. It's it's just a, it's a really big business. Um, you know, when people, you're in the Midwest League and people yes. think about teams in Cedar Rapids and Burlington, Iowa, and well, West Michigan's kind of a suburb of Grand Rapids, but yeah. what, is a, what does it mean to be so close to Chicago? Do affiliates look at that? Oh, they, I mean, they, you know, the Cubs did. Yeah, um, of course, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, but there was, you know, South Bend is, a, is, is, is close, if not closer, but you know, um, again, it's um, it's how the how the teams like one another. We, it was nice that they they thought um, that 
we're, we're within 30, 35 miles of here, and if they wanted to come down and take a look at players, we were we were good a good spot for uh, rehab starts mm-hmm. for um, the major league team. Uh, we had a couple. Um, and yeah, it was, it's, it's, it seems that like a lot of teams are starting to, um, put their affiliates within, uh, a, a distance that they can get to, uh, very easily these days. It seems that's what's going on. Off the top of my head. I mean, then we talk, I mean, these are some of the players people would know that have come through Kane County, Josh Beckett, yeah. Javi Baez, yeah. Miguel Cabrera. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about Rick Renteria, oh. as long as we're a White Sox. I mean, yeah, yeah. Rick was there Rick with was the a, Marlins, right? Yes, yes. So talk about Rick. He was great. Yeah, I, I was telling you, he was the first Major League Baseball player I ever played catch with. Yeah. Um, he just he was that nice that after a, after a, a, the season was over, he you know before he left, came down to the field and you know played catch with a a, 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 a guy I used to work with. And myself, and that was it was really nice. He knew how to he knew how to handle this team really well. It must be. Uh, you've been, how long have you been over there then? Now? Twenty years. Twenty years even. Um, what's it like to see these young players? And some get bonuses, and some, yeah. are, but they're at a certain stage of humility. There is a low have, yeah. have and haves nots. Yeah. <laughs> with that, um, I remember Miguel Cabrera coming through. Couldn't speak a word of English, and um, skinniest kid. Yeah. in the world and but the, he had the right attitude he just wanted to play baseball he was happy every time he went on the field just kind of like adrian gonzalez was the same oh, yeah. way yeah. um a real real humble kid and just you knew you just knew this kid was going to be a major league baseball player so what what changes have you seen um i was telling you i went over to clinton and i was talking to them and you know they've got a very small facility it's 19 i think the stadium was built in 1937 but they were talking about even like five years ago you mentioned the reason i asked this question you were talking about cabrera and being skinny they talk about like dietary and dietitians and stuff that's like a big deal now and they have to have a big kitchen and stuff like that what are the changes you've seen in 20 years well uh like i mentioned um having a a, i think it was it it would be considered a psychiatric coach yeah um to see how the players are handling you know when players come up from uh, the the latin players come up it's 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 pretty brave to be able to come up and not know the language or the cultures around here and they they want to make sure that they're they're handling it okay um that they're you know um they're uh just being able to um handle day-to-day uh things yeah right doing laundry and and just living so do all the players uh, talk about the sponsorship program with families in the area unless they're like getting big bonuses i suppose they live on their own but do players live with with families and do do they help out and stuff like that yeah they do they if we we have that uh, event every year before the season starts it's almost kind of like you would liken it to a a a a five-minute dating game you know we'll have all the the people who are part of the um the housing program come in and meet the players and and just kind of see how they gel okay we're gonna take a break and then i want to come back and talk about uh, maybe this was destiny for you with your (laughs) your family history in baseball so don't go away with emmett broderick of the king county cougars on nocturnal journal the umpire the umpire the guy who calls every play Calls 
what a strike that just misses my hat. And that's how I know that he's blind as a bat. <laughs> Welcome back to Nocturnal Journal on WGN. Well, you'll only hear The Umpire by Mitch Miller. Did you know that song, Emmett? I did not. It's Mitch Miller with a guest appearance uh, by the late, well, they're both uh, with Roy Campanella. And we're playing that because talk about uh, your grandfather, Red. And oh. I think this is all, um, that's another reason I wanted to have you on the show, is this This has to be in your blood, baseball. Yeah. I mean, what do you, I, you've, you and I have talked about him, but but talk about him, uh, the stuff I don't know. Uh, well, let's see. He, he uh, was an American League umpire back in the, uh, between 1923 and 1941. Um, made his way up through the minor leagues as far as um, umpires are concerned. Um, his first real test in, in World Series, he was in the 1927 World Series with Murderer's Row and Babe Ruth. And he knew, you know, uh, Babe Ruth and Ty Cobb. His, my uncle, Ban, God rest his soul, he was, he was named after Ban Johnson, who was the, uh, the, the American League president at the time. And was your uncle, was your grandfather, was he from Wisconsin? No, no, no. no. He, he broke in there then. He did. Yeah. He did. He was, he, he, he was a pitcher um, in the early 1900s. Um, played in Green Bay, played in the Three I League uh, for a while, and then went off to World War One. Um, he was a grenadier in World War One. So, um, but then he came back. He was wounded in war, right. and his pitching days were over. So, um, he decided to become an umpire. So, World Series up in twenty-seven. I've got here twenty-seven, thirty-three, thirty-seven, and forty-one. Correct. Yeah. And it's Red Ormsby, but was his birth name Emmett? First name was Emmett. Is that so how I was named after? That's yeah. how how you were named. You bet. So was this always was this going to happen? I mean, when you were a little kid, were you interested in baseball? I mean, oh was it, sure, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, you know what? Unfortunately, a grandpa passed away a month after I was born. At least he 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 met me, but I don't remember meeting him. Obviously, so um, uh, yeah, it, it, we we grew up playing baseball. Um, always, uh, grandpa's name was in the background everywhere we went. My mother was so proud of him. My mother's so funny. She wanted to play baseball, but. Um, Grandpa yeah. said, uh, girls don't play baseball, and you could tell that was the time back then. He must have been something. You sent me this article. I don't know when this uh, Red Ormsby tells anecdotes of his major yeah. league career. Uh, you, I don't think you could write like this. To, I don't know how old this article is. But Probably the 30s. What's it, the 1930s, because yeah. it says balding, but still with a tinge of red to his <laughs> remaining hair. <laughs> Ormsby proved a masterful speaker in the best manner of the late Newt Rockney. So yeah. he was a gregarious guy. After after he got after he retired from umpiring, he he was a scout for the White Sox for, oh, for was some he? years. Um, and then he after that he went on the Speakers Bureau um, and and did you know speaking engagements all over the place. So all over the country, actually. So he, he, as far away as Alaska, which is pretty funny. But he, he would tell stories about Ty Cobb and, and, and his days with Babe Ruth and such. So, yeah. So um, baseball's in your blood. I want to paint a picture for the readers. And I go to King County Cougars game, and I, I watch you. Just tell me what an average day is like. You're more than a graphic designer. Yeah, I yeah. mean, did you, did you do, do you do the logos? Have yes. You done, you've done the logos yeah. for the Cougars? There, there, a lot of the things that around the ballpark are... Are done um, through my my myself uh, uniforms programs you know obviously the, the the articles that you submit and everything so um, but yeah it's it's a um, uh, you know you get get there in the morning and if we have a game we're there for the game at night and so summers are yeah so are when you get busy. there what do you do when you get there in the, like, I, you say in the morning how early do you get there like say it's a night game oh about nine thirty ten o'clock in the morning yes for a night game yes wow so yeah and then 
you know, I, I do my day job. Uh, we promote the the, the, the the ball club and and the upcoming events and such. And then when the when the, the, the stadium starts coming alive around th- uh, four or five o'clock, you know the um, game day staff comes in, ushers, all the uh, parking attendants and such. So um, after that, you know. I help out with on-field events uh, as much as I can and get up and down the stairs and, and anything else that needs to be handled. You know, uh, we had a, uh, a military appreciation night the other night on June 6th, and I had eight World War II veterans out on the field, which, you know, they're yeah. all 90s, so we had to drive them around from, from center field and get them out on the field, and it was just amazing. But, yeah, those are things that just are part of the day. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 Um, now that I'm thinking about it, you've had some notables. Uh, t- I like a little trivia like this. I didn't. This is on my list of qu- questions. Who was the shortstop where uh, the rock star was uh, related? Was it? Uh, wasn't Steve oh, Tyler? Oh, uh, Rex Rundgren. Rex Rundgren. Yeah, yeah. And his, his, his father was Todd Rundgren. Is Rod, did he come to the game? Oh, all the time. Todd Rundgren came to a lot of he games. It's funny. <laughs> Todd uh, um, got to the point where he he did his walk up music. Oh really? He he went into a studio somewhere and did a. Little, oh Rex did or Todd? Todd did. Todd, oh really? He he, he recorded. Well, he played a, a, rock up well, walk up music for Rex. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was there almost every game. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Dude, was Gretzky there? He was. I want to say I saw Wayne Gretzky there. One year he was. He he didn't last very long. Um, but did his father come? Yeah. 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 I, I remember that. I was at that game. I I'll think. tell you, Wayne Gretzky. The one time that I thought to myself, you know. I, I don't want to be one of those kind of people that just you know go up and ask for an autograph, but Wayne Gretzky was one of the guys that I that got me to play hockey, because I grew up playing hockey too, and I missed out because he never came back. Yeah. So right. I missed out on on at least just saying hi to him, you know. So oh well. You know I I've got a story. Um, I don't I don't like to talk about myself on the show, <laughs> but since you're here, a couple summers ago I went to Montreal. Yeah. And I saw and then I took a I rented a car and went to see the Can Am League. Oh yeah. And Gretzky's son was playing yes. there. The Can Am League. That's really like they again they played in an old stadium and yeah. stuff and, and Wayne Gretzky was there for that yeah. game. And I forgot Gretzky's son thing, but he had a home run in that game. So Boy, I but, can't remember his name either. Yeah. So talk about some of the uh, Events you've got coming up, and I really want to. I'm going to be there Thursday night as Anchorman That's night. Right. <laughs> so talk about Anchorman night. Well, we've got um, we're giving away a bobblehead that night, uh, a rod, a burgundy um, a bobblehead that night. So um, that'll be a, an interesting crowd that will come through there. So, I mean, Are you going to have any Anchorman throw out the first pitcher? No, we, Bill Curtis must be busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we can get you out yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We know you can yeah. make it to the to the plate. Yeah, right. Know? I've done it. Yeah. You've done that once before. Yeah. So. so that's Anchorman night. Yep. We have uh, Ninja Turtles night. As a matter of fact, this weekend is is going to be pretty um, pretty busy. Ninja Turtles night on on uh, um, Friday, and then Carnival night on Saturday with our first concert uh, is going to be American English. Okay. So yeah, that'll be fun. And uh, it's in Geneva. Give us a website and how people can find out more. KCCougars.com. Uh, the phone number is six three zero. Two three two eight eight one one. I almost gave you my my cell phone number, which was funny. Um, but yeah, we're we're home starting Tuesday and going through the uh, the end of the week. It's just beautiful. I've over the years I've sent people out. I mean, both Geneva and St. Charles are great yeah. towns to hang out in. Yeah. And oh I, yeah, I use, I've sent my friends from the city. We, if you can pick a weekend on the first weekend of the year, then you can parlay a, a King County Cougar game with the King County Flea Market. Yeah, and it's really it's 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 really a, a great escape from yeah. the Chicago area. You mentioned. Um, 
the armed forces. And I want to talk about uh, in a little bit of the time we have left. Okay. Uh, you, you're so busy with the ballpark, but then you find all this time to volunteer. And I don't know if that also comes from your grandfather, but the Lone Survivor Foundation, Navy SEALs Fund. Talk yeah. about your commitment to the armed forces. Well, um, we've... At the ballpark, we have we have the hometown hero, uh-huh. uh, um, where we honor someone. Um, most games that we can get somebody to come out um, and just ha- and and I've met some historic people, um, and that that made an inf- impact on me. So I started um, kind of doing some research and and trying to figure out a, a way that I can give back in a way that I know that I can do it the best I know how. So that being graphic design and art. So I would contact some of these places and say, look, I'm, I'm offering you my services as a graphic designer. And um, it, you don't have to, I'm not asking for money, I just want to give back. And I've been with the Navy SEALs Fund and the Lone Survivor Foundation, the Chris Kyle Founda- uh, Frog Foundation. Right. Um, and I've got two other ones that I'm, that I'm working with as well. Um, just offering you know, marketing uh, designs um, when they have events, special events, brochures, and things that help um, them uh, make aware to people, to veterans and first responders, that they're there for them to help. So I'll I'll put together all kinds of of um, things for them. So that's so great for you. It's it's been great. I told you it was going to run fast. We we'll have to bring you back and talk about Disney. We'll do yes. a Disney round. Yeah. Table. One more thing, and then we'll let you run. Sure. Talk about the. I didn't know this. Talk about the All Star Game. You're mm-hmm. affiliated with the Diamondbacks this year. Yep. Yep. So who are the two of the All Stars? I, oh. I, I didn't know the Don Money connection. You're right. <laughs> Buddy Kennedy is is the grandson of Don Money. And then we've got a kid named Alec Thomas who uh, went to school at Mount Carmel. Yeah, I've seen him. So play. Yeah, yeah, they're two of the, the two of our, our Midwest League All Stars this year. Well, thanks so much for coming down oh, on a busy, a busy Saturday night. And uh, I'll be there Thursday for Anchorman Night. Yes. I'll be there nice and early. Thanks, my friend. Okay. Thanks, Emmett Broderick of the Kane County Cougars. One more time, the website? KCCougars.com. Okay. Thanks a lot. And we're going to be back and talk about the Rolling Stones after this on WGN.